Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. There are a lot of landmarks around St. Louis. I mean, I passed a bunch of them today. For example, the Butler Brothers building. Maybe, maybe you don't know about that building. Huge building. I know somebody who knows about that and about all landmarks in St. Louis because he is... The head guy, the executive director of Landmarks, he has joined us here. Hi, Andrew Weil. How are you? Hi, Ron. Very well. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me? I can hear you distinctly. It's as if you're right next to me, but you're not. You're close by somewhere, probably in an old building. Are, what Are you in your new headquarters building today? I'm not. It's Sunday, so I'm at home in my historic home in South St. Louis and mm-hmm. um, interrupting by football watching because I wanted to check in with you. I'm so glad that you did. Oh, man, man. Who, who, who are you going to watch today? Well, I'm looking forward to the Packers game mm-hmm. this evening. That's, that's after the, after the chiefs, um, definitely the Packers fan. Um, I'm not watching the Rams. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mentioned the Butler brothers building. Uh, tell us about that yeah. building and what's going on with it. Um, well, it was a massive um, sort of wholesale uh, distribution center in the, the 19th and early 20th century. Um, it's an entire city block, um, very close to the um, beautiful new soccer stadium. And um, yeah, the Butler Brothers building has been kind of a... Uh, a d- difficult property for a long time because it's it's so massive. I mean, it's I don't know how many square feet it is, but it's probably you know pushing up on a million square feet, um, and it really has been completely underutilized for for many many decades, um, and then now is being redeveloped as a as a mixed use um, mixed use property with residential. I believe there's a hotel in there and um, commercial. Um, retail on the first floor and um in many ways i think that the redevelopment there has been catalyzed by um excitement over the new mls team and the the incredible investment that's sure. i mean that's right right there, there right by their place right I mean, that's, there that's, uh, and, and union station as yeah. well so it's a good example of how 
um, new development can catalyze uh, historic redevelopment. Um, and I've got very, very high hopes for that and other buildings nearby. The um, 1711 Locust Building, which is across the street to the north of um, the Butler Brothers, is a beautiful building um, that uh, has been vacant for many years, uh, unfortunately, but it was built by the United Railways Company um, as a power uh, transformation substation um, in anticipation of needing uh, excess power capacity um, when the World World's Fair was on the horizon. Sure. Um, and that's a very, very interesting building. And um, I think that it's got a bright future. And again, I think that that is going to be catalyzed by the um, by the investment in the in the MLS team. I hope so because that really is an unusual building. This is not your typical office building you might think of. Uh, and I know people have looked at it over the years. Probably need, still needs a heck of a lot of work, but uh, so many things are possible today. Uh, buildings that you say, oh, that'll never be redone. Nobody could. Uh, the one thing that always comes to mind is the old Sun Theater. With trees growing out of the roof and people say, oh, that's going to, I remember Vince Shamel said, you know, that would take $27 million to fix it and maybe more than that. But finally, that's been done. That that was done years ago, yeah, by the, by the Lawrence Group. Mm-hmm. And um, it, what a wonderful project. I mean, that building really was on its last legs. Um, and uh, to have the, have the vision with the... Um, the Arts Academy, the Grand Center Arts Academy, and the Lawrence Group to get together and say, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna put our foot down and put our our money where our mouth is, and um, and to bring that thing back from the brink was was really remarkable. You, sure I'm sure you recall the um, the uh, beautiful terracotta cornice on that building was literally had fallen into the street yeah. when they uh, they were just getting ready to to get moving on it. Downtown, one of my favorite places. I see it all the time. It looks still looks good. I know there's electricity in there. I see a light on on the second floor. The Orpheum Theater, 9th and St. Charles, right next to what had been the Statler Hotel. Uh, anything developing with that? I know it, it's, it is owned by a, a religious organization, and they had planned to do something yeah. with it. That was my understanding as well, but um, I have not heard any updates to that plan. Um, I believe, uh, as you and I both know, um, at least the way I recall it, is that the, the people that bought that were affiliated with the uh, St. Mary's um, Orphanage. Yes, on Emerson um, Avenue, right the, off of West Florissant. Right, right, which you and I had the uh, privilege of, of touring together a few years yes, ago. Yes, we did. Very interesting. Um, but I... Um, I have not heard any movement on the on the Orpheum. I mean, it's good to know that there's a a light on and the, <laughs> uh, down there. But you know, that's a resilient building and a very important building. And um, you know, good times come and good times go. And um, I think that it will uh, that its time to shine will come again. I hope hopefully so. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's been there since 1917. Uh, Andrew, right. you're, uh, how would you describe your job as historian, archaeologist? Uh, what, what exactly are your assignments, so to speak? <laughs> um, well, I wear a lot of hats. Um, my educational background is uh, in historic archaeology, um, but I've been working 
uh, as an advocate uh, for historic preservation uh, on I've had the privilege to work for for Landmarks Association of St. Louis, which is a, a public nonprofit organization. It was founded in 1959. Um, I've worked uh, there since 2007 and uh, been the executive director since 2011. Um, my role is is multifaceted. I I represent the uh, mission of the organization through advocacy. Um, with regard to uh, policies um, at the state and uh, local level, primarily at the local level. Um, I do a lot of research. I work on a lot of um, nominations to the National Register of Historic Places of individual buildings and, and districts. Um, in recent years, uh, we've also worked um, on a number of, I think, interesting local landmark designations which are created by the board of aldermen like the oscar waring home for example who's a pioneering african-american educator he and his wife mary were both uh, educators um, over in the grove um, that was recently declared a, a city landmark um, and uh, then also i'm an i'm an educator i uh, work on you know, pro, we have free uh, educational programs that are sponsored by the Regional Arts Commission um, for audiences of all ages. Um, we have a uh, longstanding uh, downtown walking tour program that operates from April uh, through October uh, on, on Saturdays. Um, you know, just trying to not only educate, but also um, show off the incredible wealth of, of architecture that, that St. Louis has and to position it as the cultural and economic asset that it really is. It sure is. So, uh, Andrew, we're going to take a short break here because uh, I want to talk sure. to you a lot more about your Landmarks newsletter and, of course, about the new building that you're going to be in in the not-too-distant future and more. We're talking about the history, so to speak, of St. Louis with landmarks from uh, Andrew Weil as our speaker. In the next few minutes, we'll hear from Vincent Columpsey, Kitty Muller of Fanfare. If you're into music, you probably have seen or heard or have been at a Fanfare event in your lifetime because they've been around now for 45 years. We'll talk to them shortly. Then we'll also hear from Jody Sowell, a new president of the Missouri Historical Society. We're going to talk about the St. Louis Sound Exhibition, which is unfortunately coming to an end. This is something you shouldn't miss because it's never going to come back again. You're going to miss a lot. Stephanie Bliss, the director of the Fieldhouse Museum, will be here. Marissa Sandbooth uh, to talk about what's going on with Oasis and their new program for the first quarter of this year. This is At Your Service. I'm Johnny Rabbit, and this is KMOX. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Johnny Rabbit here on KMOX. Oh, landmarks is our topic. Andrew Wilde is uh, telling us about it. And, Andrew, this very morning, I got out an old... Uh, let's see. This is from uh, 21, spring, summer 21, a landmarks letter. This is your uh, publication. And I looked in there and I said, my goodness, I wrote this article, St. Louis Movie Studio Row. So uh, with Scott Jaga this morning, we featured some of that article that's going to be in there. As a matter of fact, I'm going to feature that uh, tomorrow when I do a program for Oasis at the center of Clayton, talking about movie theaters of the past in St. Louis. So uh, your Landmarks letter, I, I'm assuming that is just available for members of Landmarks? Well, um, so we're a public non nonprofit organization, and certainly um, we rely heavily on membership um, of people who, like us, uh, value uh, the uh, historic architecture of, of St. Louis. And um, so uh, we do, the, the newsletter goes to uh, directly to members, um, but we archive the, um, we archive the issues on online and send them to local libraries and things like that. Oh, great, uh, because great. I think it contains a lot of, um, and for, since the 1960s <laughs> has been published and contains a, a lot of, uh, what I humbly would uh, say is important uh, research into the uh, architectural heritage in St. Louis. I imagine it does, and it's uh, good that you can find some of this on, on what's your uh, website? How do people access that? It's uh, just landmarks-stl.org. Okay, landmarks-stl.org. 
Definitely something worth looking into. You mentioned members. Uh, how many members are there at this time? Uh, we have about, I would say, about 1,300 household and you know corporate members and, sure. and things like that in, in the area. I wish we had more, and um, I would invite everyone to, to join. Where it doesn't cost very much, and um, I, I feel like the organization um, does a lot of good work uh, on on behalf of uh, revitalizing and protecting um, historic architecture in the St. Louis region. So, I agree with um, that. Well, how to join? Yeah, how, how do you join, and what does it cost? Well, you click on the join button on the website, right. um, and the uh, the basic uh, basic annual membership is forty five dollars. Mm-hmm. So um, that that hopefully is accessible to um, to a lot of people, and and we would appreciate the support. Now, you've of course had some successes, and uh, some things have not gone the way you wanted them to go. But you've got something that maybe a lot of people who saw this place, this house on. I believe it had been Decatur Street now. Is it South 9th Street now that you're going to be moving into? That's right. And um, not very many people would remember Decatur Street. Uh, no. that's, that's a long time ago. Uh, a long time ago. But uh, South 9th Street, uh, just south of Soulard Market, um, our organization has been rehabbing a, a property Um that we're very excited about um, that we're going to be moving into and our uh, public uh, architecture library will be there. Our um, classroom um, reading room offices, uh, et cetera, will, will all be housed there. And um, it's a, it's a really, really interesting building complex. Um, You know, we have, in St. Louis, such a broad range of architecture. Um, we're, we're so graced with, with that. Um, but this is very early, early stuff. Uh, my contention is that the earliest part of this building likely dates to the 1830s and possibly earlier. Um, and that the, basically the entire complex was constructed prior to 1858. Um, so it's it's quite early, even for Soulard. Yeah. Um, now who built and who built the house? The the most of the complex was built by a family named Hesh uh, that were uh, immigrants from Hanover, the Kingdom of Hanover, mm-hmm. Germany, uh, who arrived in St. Louis around 1847 and purchased the property from. Um, at the time, it was Henri Soulard, who was uh, Julia and uh, Antoine's son. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Hesches owned it until about 1979, 1980, to several generations of the family. Um, and then, uh, anyway, it's come, it's come down to us, um, and we're very grateful for that. Uh, but it was... It was in, on the verge of falling into the street. It <laughs> looked that honest. way. You sh- you're not kidding. It. I, I am amazed that you're, you're able to have restored that the way you've done it. Because it was in bad shape, well, no question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we literally uh, took the um, the front wall on 9th Street down and put it back up again. Huh. But, you know, it was it was a case of putting putting our money where our mouth was yeah. uh, with Landmarks Association because we... We really believe in um, in protecting these 
these old buildings and valuing them. But um, you can't just you got to you got to walk the walk. So um, we're walking the walk and uh, we're looking forward to uh, to uh, welcoming people there this this spring when we finally get it done. It's been a long haul. Uh, uh, There's a a, the earliest component of the building is uh, one was a one story uh, ledge stone uh, cottage Mm -hmm. that. I believe was probably built by uh, under the Soulard family, um, perhaps by their slaves, perhaps by workers that uh, that were out on their um, rural land, frankly, at the time, which is now the heart of Soulard. Right. Um, but uh, and then and then the complex was enlarged by the by the Hesches in the mid 19th century. But there's a very, very early stone component to it. And uh, um, that's quite rare. Mr. Hesch, when he came here, wasn't he in the brick business of some sort of brick layer? He's listed variably in the census as um, a a brick mason or stone mason. Mm -hmm. So it's likely he built built a lot of the place with his own two hands. I can imagine. Now, who donated the money for this or donated the building? A lot of different entities. Uh, The building itself was donated by an organization, a a wonderful organization called Youth Education and Health in Soulard, or Y-E-H-S. They had owned it for a long time and um, just realized they weren't going to get to... uh, get to rehabbing it um just but just what's going to happen so they found you know the former board member uh was the uh, is the director of that organization and he passed it along to us the opportunity um and we took it well when did so, the uh, transformation start when did you actually start physically restoring or rebuilding really well it, right really right before um if, if anyone can remember a time um, r- right before anyone had known the word COVID. So um, oh <laughs> we we dove in and then, you know, a lot of things came to a screeching halt with the, the uncertainty of those those dark days. Yeah. Um, so we've been working on it really since 2019. Wow. Um, and uh, but we're, and we're finally finally wrapping up now. But, Ron, it was a, just a it was just a total inside out rebuild. Um it was just in really bad shape. And um, also we took a lot of pains to uh, replicate important things, um, you know, restore original features where we could or replicate original features. I mean, the, the whole building has operable wooden shutters, um, which, you know, you just don't find anymore. Um, we put a cedar shake roof back on the front of it and people right. think of the historic historic homes and in St. Louis is having slate roofs or flat roofs. But Mm -hmm. in this case, we actually found a photograph from the 1890s um, and replicated the, uh, as faithfully as possible, the primary elevation, the facade on ninth street, including the Cedar shake roof. That's interesting. Yes. Left, left windows into the walls and into the ceilings and things like that. So Mm -hmm. that, so that it's sort of a living classroom and people can see, different structural elements and see the, um, the different, uh, kerf marks, the, the, the saw marks on the, on the lumber, which is pre-dimensional lumber, you know, it's all different sizes and stuff wow. like that. Well, Andrew, so we're out of time, but just give it, what is the address on South 9th? It's 1805 South 9th street. It's just South of Soulard market. 
next to the Sweet Divine Bakery. Some, oh, well, we'll talk about that sometime. Bakery, great. Oh, that sounds that's great. That's really why we... Uh, hey, I can imagine that's why you're there, yeah. <laughs> all right, Andrew, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. And thanks, not just for now, but for all of the work you do for all of us in St. Louis. It's appreciated. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate the time. Stick around, because Vincent and Kitty, uh, Vincent Gomelski, uh, Kitty Muller of the group Fanfare, a very, very well-known band in St. Louis, that it goes back now over 45 years. We're going to find out what they do uh, what kind of music they play. Matter of fact, we'll have a couple examples of their music here in the next few minutes, and then we'll hear from Jody Saul, president of the Missouri Historical Society, on the soon-to-close St. Louis Sound Exhibition and what's going to be going on next at your service on KMOX. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Johnny Rabbit at your service. Well, we're going to hear some music by a group that I, I know you're going to know about, and I know a whole lot of people have asked Ask me, when are they going to be on today? And I've told them they're going to be on here in a couple of minutes. Vincent Golumski, Kitty Muller, the band is Fanfare. Uh, well, let's see. What is our first song? Let's listen. This is by Fanfare. I, I think you're going to recognize this song. Day after day, I'm more confused. But I look for the light through the pond. You know that's a game that I hate to lose I'm feeling the strain Ain't it a shame yet? Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in you, I can roll And drift away Yep, Drifting Away. Most people will remember that by Dolby Gray. Got up to number five in Billboard 1973. Your music has covered all eras, don't they? Oh, we do, yeah. I mean, big band era, like in the from, mood, that kind of stuff? Yes, uh, from big band era to um, rhythm and blues, 60s, blues, Motown, Gosh. new country, and jazz and standards, too, yeah. How do you keep up? How do you guys keep up with all of the changes in music? Well, it's getting a little bit harder with the, the newer, newer things mm-hmm. for us. Some of it we just don't fit in playing. I'm Kitty. I imagine you're a rapper. You probably got Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done a great deal of that. Sure. (laughs) But, yeah, no rap. At least not so far. Oh, I hope not. Um, (laughs) There's so many choices. How do you decide? You know, uh, how do you do people say, okay, here are the songs we want? Or when you do a job, whatever the job would be, or do you come up with the the music list? Well, we do get requests, and we also have our son... He's made many suggestions to us, and we actually listen to him sometimes. Okay, sometimes. <laughs> for, the newer, for the newer material. Yes, yeah, sure. He does. Now, is he in the music business? Yes, yeah. Yeah, he He's is. He's a, a sound engineer for, oh. for a company called Iron Man Sound Oh, Industries. yeah, I've heard of that. I don't know anything about it, but yeah. I, I've heard of it. That's Both big. of our sons work for, for them. I'll be darned. One That's does great. sound and uh, uh, audio, and uh, the other one does video and lighting for, for them. Now, the do they have a studio, recording studio? No, they don't. Not right now, no. 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 Now, where did you guys record the... Well, now, we have two two discs here. One is uh, from 40 years ago. One is from 45 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, where do you record, uh, generally? Well, the, the, um, 
one that you just played, Driftaway, that yep. was actually done live. Aha. Uh-huh. So we did that one live at Innsbruck for a park concert out in Innsbruck. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So now do you have all your own equipment that you bring to these jobs? Yes, and it varies. We have enough to cover a big big venue for uh, park concerts and we have uh, medium size for bars and restaurants and tiny ones for other little things. So yes, we have our own. And then if we're fortunate we get Iron Man to do our sound. <laughs> of course. <laughs> for our boys, yeah. you know. So that's always good, too. Okay, really good. so there's you, Vincent, and there's you, Kitty. Who else is in the band? Or does it vary? It it does vary a little bit. It hasn't until the last couple of years. Uh, uh, we have Lanny Bowles as our drummer who's been with us about 18 years now. And uh, Dave Black is our guitarist who's been with us yeah. on uh, for the last, uh, I think it's four years, but he helped out. Our previous guitar player was sick, and he helped us out since 2007. So it's been a long time with those yeah, guys. Too. That, that's good to have a, a, a whole a group of people that work together, right. know what everybody else is doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now, how did you get started with Fanfare Kitty? Where, what, what happened? I, I, I went to Webster College, mm-hmm. now Webster University, but um, a friend of mine at Webster gave Vincent my name. He was looking for a singer in his band. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, he, all he knew, he didn't have my phone number, so he just told Vincent, okay, she works at a schnooks on Manchester. <laughs> well, do you know how many, there's a lot of schnooks on, so. yeah. on Manchester. So Vincent started calling every, every schnooks on Manchester <laughs> and finally hit on the right, correct one in De Pere. And then she turned down the audition a couple what? of times. Yeah, you did. You always say that, but I... Yeah, you did. Really? The first time. Now, what year was that? 76. 76. My goodness. Yeah. And not only musically together, you're married. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. 44 years. Yeah. You should never get involved with the singer in the band. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Uh, that's terrific. And you live in, in St. Louis, and uh, we've talked a little about the music you did. You said this morning you worked two church uh, jobs. Yes, I did. I played piano. I'm very fortunate to get the play other types of uh, events and music stuff, so, yeah. So what's coming? Well, I know you were at the History Museum for us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys were great. That was fun. That was was a lot of fun. Oh, good, good. Oh, yeah. Sounded great. Well, coming up this month, well, we're playing a private concert at the Gatesworth Retirement Center next next Friday evening. And we got an open dance. I hope the swing dancers come out to see us at the Shriners uh, on... uh, on Fifi Road. Uh, so that's tw- open to the public? Uh, on the 20th. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, 7 to 10.30. And it's in their one of their main ballrooms out there on Fifi Road at the Moolah Shrine Center. That's great that you can do all of these places, small places. Uh, well, like a, it was just the two of you when you were at the History right. Museum. It just sounded terrific. Well, uh, Kitty, where did you grow up? I grew up in Kirkwood. And Vincent? Uh, South St. Louis City. Yeah. Where, where? On uh, Minnesota Street, one of the state streets. And uh, you went to high school where? Augustinian Academy. Oh, my gosh, in Merrimack. You're right. Uh, yeah. And how about you, Kitty? Kirkwood High. Oh, good. Yeah. But this is very very nice that you're uh, doing these things, uh, keeping music alive. Uh, Bill Moriarty, who is with the American Federation of Musicians, had been the president of the Musicians Union in New York City for many, many years. Oh, I, I heard that interview. Did you? <laughs> yes. A very interesting guy. And he said, you know, it's not the same as it used to be. And I look at old magazines or newspapers and you see 
whole pages of places where people are playing live music. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen very often. No. I, yeah. I, I mean, not, it almost doesn't happen at all Yeah, as far as clubs or nightclubs right. or restaurants or that type of thing. Now, there's um, this thing going on, too, that a lot of them are singles and duos playing mm-hmm. to tracks. And that, oh, that's yeah, kind of that's right. For, um, that is. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Oh, um, man. But... Uh, we managed to keep it going with the full band. So what about your advice for somebody who wants to get into the business today that's a singer or a musician? Uh, first of all, it's got to be a passion. <laughs> yeah, if I can see that. Yeah, and it's got to be something that uh, you'll give up other things to do. If somebody calls you for a job, you do it. And uh, if, if you have a, another event pop up or something, you say, well, you know, I can't. I, I got to do such. Well, if you want to get going on it, you got to take some of the the jobs that come along. That uh, we've missed a few things for family events and children events over the years because we thought it was more important to keep working in the music business. How often do you uh, have a job? Would you say on a weekly basis, an average? Oh, and it, it, this is a slow season, January, sure. February, but we usually get ten to twelve band jobs a month. That's a lot. Yeah. That, that's we're really very great. Fortunate. And then then Kitty and I do duos at the retirement homes. Mm-hmm. And we'll do t- three or four of those. And then, well, my church jobs. Mm-hmm. I've been doing, um, I got three church jobs going right now. Now, what about uh, somebody wants to study music? Kitty, where would you suggest? Was Webster a, a good school for that? Well, for me, when I was there, it was. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Webster, WashU, around the area. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, yeah. And uh, SIUE is where I graduated from. Mm-hmm. We'll come right back. We're talking with uh, Vincent Golomsky and Kitty Muller. The band is Fanfare. We'll hear another example of that in a few minutes. We're at your service, Johnny Rabbit, KMOX. Welcome back. We're talking to Vincent Golomsky, Kitty Muller. Fanfare is the name of the band. And uh, I've got to ask you this. And, uh, we have two CDs here, but how many CDs or records or albums have you guys made? Uh, that's 10. Wow. Do you, are they yeah. available? Uh, f- four of them are. <laughs> mm-hmm. How are they available? Are, are, online? Do you have Just a, a, online, yeah. Fanfareband.com. Fanfareband.com. Yeah. And if you want to reach them for anything else, if somebody's listening, hey, I want right. to find out about these people. I haven't played yeah. for whatever. Our Vincent at Fanfareband.com is, is uh, it, you can get me that way. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there is a contact information sheet uh, page on our website too, so yeah, yeah. worth looking at. Now, you play, you play here mostly, but you have gone elsewhere, going around on yeah, tours and yeah. over the years. Yeah, oh, I'm well. We used to work in Kansas City. We'd go every spring and fall for four to five weeks at a oh. hotel there. That was the days when you played Monday through Saturday yeah. night. What was the hotel? It was a Breckenridge. Oh, we darn. That's how. And well, we went to California oh. for Breckenridge yeah, also yeah. to a hotel out. Then General Motors took us around. We played in Las Vegas for them and uh, uh, San Diego, uh, Indianapolis for the Brickyard 500, and then in West Palm Beach for, uh, uh, in fact, at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, seven, oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, years ago. So, now, what about other bands in St. Louis, your competitors, so to speak? Are there a lot of them? Did Bob, is Bob Cuban still playing for his I band? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think he I haven't is. heard about him yeah. for a long time. Well, at the time, uh, years ago, it used to be uh, Fanfare, Fantasy, Fairchild, Fairchild. all yeah. the F bands. and <laughs> I, Fantasy's gone, Fairchild's gone, 
Uh, Jim Manley from Fantasy oh, yeah. still playing. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, so he's still out there. And I know Dave Toretta from Fairchild plays with the Broken Hipsters, which is a great band. <laughs> so, I love that name. I do, too. Because <laughs> we're, all, we're all about the same age and stuff, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a few of us still out there. And what about songs? You must have favorites. Kitty, do you have a, two or three favorite songs? Um, Wagon Wheel. I love doing Wagon Wheel. It's a fun one. Um, and uh, Bonnie Raitt song. Lately. yeah. Yep. Angel from Montgomery. That's a good one, yes. And how about you, Vincent? Uh, I, I like uh, some of the, the uh, Joe Sample material. We do a few instrumentals, one called Black and White and um, Dirty Rice. So some of the Joe Sample material mm-hmm. I really enjoy doing. Uh, how, how often do you guys rehearse? Uh, not often enough. Really? <laughs> <laughs> At this point in our life, believe it or not, there, there can be a tune that we like, and Kitty and I will like it and we'll learn it, and I'll uh, email the recording to the other guys in the band, and sometimes, if it's not too difficult, we can actually put it together uh, on the spot. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so uh, guys like Dave Black and all the other guitar players, you have J- Dave Black... Uh, Jay um, Hayes, uh, Steve Shankle, Ron Roskowski, and Billy Barnett, all those guys have helped us out over the years. And Oh, man, they're such great players. And yeah, they are. Such pros. Yeah. And uh, lately our drummer's had a little issue with his elbow and shoulder, so a fellow named Joe Meyer's been playing with us, young guy. He, he is a true pro also. So we've been very lucky with good musicians. Yeah, you really are. You really have been. And uh, now, what about... Favorite songs, uh, as far as requests are concerned, people do. People come up, okay, we want you to do this and that, and the same stuff comes up all the time. Yeah, you know, uh, in the last five, ten years, I don't know how long it's been out. Uh, Uptown Funk, believe it or not, <laughs> is a really hmm. popular song by Bruno Mars. Yeah, people really like that. Um, still want to hear Proud Mary now and again. Oh and, yeah, and we do a lot of tunes by Delbert McClinton. Yeah, the, the yeah. blues guy, and um, and it seems like all ages likes the one tune called "Monkey Around," hmm. and that's a real good tune. So, uh, yeah, we we get the same requests. They'll come up and say, uh, "We heard your song, but they don't do it like you do," and that's the original they're hearing. You know, yeah, <laughs> but they, sure. they equate it to Kitty's voice. Sure. And Have you ever considered in your career, probably not now, but ever considered we ought to move to New York or to Nashville or to L.A. You know, no, we haven't had have No. no. Uh-uh. That's good. We did a lot of recording in uh, Nashville mm-hmm. in our early days. Yeah. Now, do you have to pay publishers to perform the songs? Uh, no, we do not. When we record them, yeah. yes. It's yeah. a recording, yeah. yeah. We, we've paid all the royalties. You pay them for a certain amount of um, uh, CDs that you're going to be uh, selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, usually it goes back to... Uh, ASCAP BMI, and they collected from the establishment. Sure. Benson Kolumsky, Kitty Muller, Fanfare is the band. We're talking about music and a favorite singer. Do you have a favorite singer besides Kitty? Besides, <laughs> uh, I'm really liking Bonnie Raitt these days. Good. And Joe and we'll, Bonamassa is my, one of my favorites these days. And, uh, of course, on piano, Joe Sample. Oh, well, good. How about you, Kitty? Well, um... You know, I, I don't can't say I've ever really had an absolute absolute favorite, but like, like Bonnie Raitt, I like a whole mm-hmm. lot. Um, 
but, it? Yeah. No, uh, that's enough. That's all right. <laughs> you don't have to have a long list. And have you uh, recorded any commercials? I did some cur- commercials years ago. Who were they for? Do you remember? Oh, one was for Puppy Chow. One was for Dotson. That's um, good. The automobile. Yeah, those are oh, great. Oh, uh, I've, oh, what was that? I can't remember all of them. Sure. Do you have copies of them? Somewhere. <laughs> down down in the basement somewhere I have it, yeah. When you record, what do you record it on? What what type of equipment is used? Uh, the new digital board that's... Uh, the new digital boards that are very popular these days that have built-in recording capabilities. Mm-hmm. So it's really... It's Where do you go really, for... Uh, Equipment like that. Any stores uh, specifically in St. Louis that you? Guitar Center, Guitar Center oh, yeah. Pro has an online thing. Uh, Sweetwater Music in uh, uh, Full Compass in Milwaukee. Those are the stores that I've used over the years. We're going to listen to uh, another. Uh, I've got from uh, I don't know which album. The uh, At Last. What which album oh, is that from? That's, that's f- from 40 Years of Fame. From 40 Years. Originally was done in 1941. Glenn Miller recorded it. It was in the movie called Orchestra Wives. And it actually, the next year, 1942, it was a number two song on Billboard by the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Well, really? we don't have Glenn Miller here, but we do have Kitty. <laughs> we do have Vincent. And we do have them recorded right now. So we can listen to just a few seconds of it and then I'm afraid we're just about done for our interview today with Fanfare. We had more time for more of that. That's great. Etta James did such a wonderful job with that song in 1961. A big hit. It's on the National Register of yeah. Greatest Music of All Time. Benson, uh-huh. Kitty, thank you both very well, much for being you here. Oh, for thanks having for having us. us. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. All right. Sounds great. Okay. This is Johnny Rabbit. We're at your service. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.